Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. A great story now of an Australian who did something quite extraordinary in world terms. It's a story that's been told in a special multimedia production, a sort of operetta, I suppose, um, by Warren Wills, a very famous Australian composer, spent a lot of time in the UK. He tells the story of the protest delegation to the German consulate in Melbourne led by an Aboriginal man who was incensed by the cruel persecution of the Jewish people by the Nazi government. The reason I'm so interested in Kristallnacht is not because it was such an appalling and heinous crime against uh, the Jewish communities in Germany, but more so because of the relationship that was uh, experienced and drawn between the Jewish and Aboriginal communities. Now, a lot of this was born out of what we understand to be the only recorded private citizens' protest to the German government against the treatment of Jews anywhere in the world. It was made by an elder Aboriginal statesman by the name of William Cooper, who was 78 years at the time. Now, you would think, given the amount of crap that he and his own people were experiencing at the time, for him to be outraged and incensed once he read in the Argos about the events of Kristallnacht, uh, I think is a sign of the, uh, the cut of the jib of the man to stand up for human rights abuses wherever he saw them. It's interesting. He was a, an Aboriginal Christian Australian and, as you say, probably the only private protest against this great, this horrendous outrage that had occurred. And here he was from Australia, other end of the world, so almost as culturally different as you could possibly imagine. Correct. And he led this uh, thing. So what have you done with that story? Well, first of all, I've got to say, it's, I say this with great disappointment, that having gone through the education system in Australia, when I came out of it in 1978, I'm obviously much older than I sound, <laughs> um, the, only, um, the only Aboriginal I could probably name you was someone like Yvonne Goolagong. And, and it's only, you know, as we march forward, you realise, goodness me, the, the idea that you know, the education uh, you know, system in Australia had ignored or simply glossed over so many incredible achievements by so many... Aboriginals, I'll think another one to, to mention is Truganini, about whom I wish to do a project next year. Oh, good. A Tasmanian Aboriginal woman activist. But more specifically, I wasn't even aware of William Cooper till about four years ago when I was doing a project for La Trobe University of socially inclusive music theatre in Shepparton. Now, Shepparton to me is very significant, first of all, because there was a big Jewish community that had come from the Holocaust and was settled in Shepparton. They were given land, they were given orchards to farm and to get a foothold. Um, you know, this, we're talking about, I suppose, from 1930s through to 1950. Mm. There was quite an influx. Now, of course, so the Jewish community in Shepton had a strong relationship with the Aboriginal community. Mm. Now, I didn't know any of this until I got there. Furthermore, I was introduced to a man, a very, very dignified man, who turns 90 last week, and his name is Uncle Boydie or Alfred Turner. He's the grandson of William Cooper. Oh. He was there and remembers clearly the whole thing, all the, the, the publicity and hoopla that went on at the time about how grandfather was outraged and incensed about the Nazis and their destruction of Jewish culture. And he said, I will not stand for this. Hmm. He said, it's not happening to the, you know, this is about other people on the other side of the world, but we must stand up in solidarity together. When we see human rights abuses, we must stand up and protest them. And Uncle Boydie, as I say, who is 90, I'm thrilled to say is part of our show. Uncle Boydie is a yorta yorta man from the Murray River in Shepparton, 
And that's where William Cooper was originally from. Mm. And I only discovered the story five or six years ago when I was in that area and I met with Uncle Bordy. Hence, this, the music theatre production that we did with the kid, about 70 kids from Shepparton, many of whom were Indigenous themselves, yes. was called Ghost Gum High. And it was a world premiere of a collaboratively written musical about wayward kids in a school in Shepparton who have a visitation from the ghost of William Cooper. Uh, and that, that putting it simply is my introduction to William Cooper. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we know so little about him. And yet if you go to Yad Vashem, which is the Jewish Holocaust Memorial in Israel, in Jerusalem, uh, there is a tribute, it's a plaque to William Cooper. He's one of the first honoured as, uh, as non-Jews who stood up for the Jews. And there he is, but in there, Jerusalem. There, Indeed, there's a um, there's a whole shrine to the, to the memory of Gentiles who stood That's up. That's it. And, um, and I think his name is one of the first names in that commemorative avenue, just from I, memory. I, I think you're absolutely right. But I, um, to take that story even further, uh, for the last three or four years, I've been very active in um, promoting Uncle Boydie's travels around the world to promote the legacy of his grandfather. Mm. And I'm very happy to say that uh, uh, among some of those achievements that uh, Uncle Boydie's managed to um to, to pull off was uh, meeting with Angela Merkel, who 70 years uh, down the track belatedly signed the petition that William Cooper had assembled. <laughs> yes, because on the day, the, the German consulate refused to accept it. He was uh, promptly rejected. When and she signed it. That's, a, that's brilliant. But uh, Prince William also did the same on behalf of the British government. And yes. last year, I'm thrilled to say that we got Uncle Boydie to bear Sheva for the 100th anniversary for the fallen Anzacs in the last cavalry charge by the Light Horse Brigade. Oh, how lovely. So... Uh, Finally, there seems to be some acknowledgement and the story is getting a little bit of traction and getting out there. <laughs> Warren Wills is our guest on Open House, artistic and musical director um, of this new thing called Night of Broken Glass, um, described as a socially inclusive musical theatre event. And it commemorates Kristallnacht and this famous protest by, well, not famous enough in Australia, by William Cooper, the Aboriginal Australian, um, back in the 1930s. So how do you pull that together artistically? Uh, it's a very, very unwieldy process, which I'm, I'm kind of a bit of an old dab hand at because we take so many disparate strands. What do I mean by that? First of all, one of the main things to me, I wanted to go straight to the source. So three of the people who are part of our production, who are not actors, they're not theatre people. One of them, of course, is Uncle Boydie, who is the grandson of William Cooper. One is Kurt Wildberg, who has been in Australia for 80 years, but he and his family escaped from Munich from the station on the night of Kristallnacht, November the 8th, 19, no, yeah, right, November the 9th, 1938, mm. uh, just to be correct. Um, and he escaped. He and his sister and their parents managed to get a train out from Munich to Zurich. And I must say, if you'll permit me, the story of how they escaped is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And if I may just briefly say, Please. Kurt's father, at the age of 17 was Jewish, of course, and was a private in, and a volunteer in World War One. His unit was knocked out by mustard gas. Most of them died, but he was rendered unconscious. The unit that he worked in was the cannons, and of course it wasn't mechanized in those days. They were horse-drawn. While he was unconscious, the horse dragged the cannon over his leg, crushing his leg that was subsequently amputated. Fast forward 20 years, and here is a man, uh, his name was Max Wildberg, he was awarded the Iron Cross, the highest German honour for valour and bravery. And I think people forget that Jews from both Britain and Germany ended up fighting against each other in World War I. Mm. Um, 
And he took, he had a prosthetic leg. He recognized what was going on, clearly with the racial policies of Hitler. And on the night of Kristallnacht, he had made an arrangement to get a train out to Zurich. He took his wife and Kurt, uh, Kurt Wahlberg, who is in our show, and he took them to uh, Munich Station, where the SS were obviously kicking all the Jews out and putting them in concentration camps or worse. And he said, uh, he said, but I'm a World War I um, invalid. So the SS guy said, go and see the commandant. He went to the commandant, and arguments ensued, and Max Walbert flicked open uh, his shirt collar to reveal the Iron Cross, at which wow. point the commandant bowed and said, this way, sir, your train is over there. Wow. Little, it's, it's an incredible story. Little would you think, while you're unconscious with mustard gas and a cannon's dragged over your leg, that somehow that would be the passport to our freedom for you and your family 20 <laughs> years right. down the track. Okay, very good. Yeah. Very good. Now, yeah. if we see your show, what will we see? Okay, it's a piece of music theatre. That means it has a narrative, it has characters. What you'll see, um, is, oh, it's a proper musical. We tell the story, we go right through... From the starting with Max Wildberg, we go right through to the protest by William Cooper. We, we also use the, the link is trains. And I'm um, using a lot of information by people like Primo Levi. Um, trains are very interesting in as much as um, there's a very famous line from a Primo Levi poem that says, there is nothing sadder than a train that leaves when it's supposed to. And, of course, he's talking about the transports into Auschwitz. Um, it's an incredibly powerful piece. We also have um, live narrative from Gary Sokolov, who is the son of the Tattooist of Auschwitz. A book came out in December last year that's now sold over a million copies called The Tattooist of Auschwitz, about Lowry Sokolov, Gary's father. But what you're going to see is a music theatre. But it's not a normal production company. What do I mean by that? It means you have a band, just like you have in any other music theatre. You have lights and sound and costumes and a narrative, just like you would have. And you have key protagonists who are central to take us through the overriding arc of the story. However, within the ensemble, we have, if you like, modules that we keep parachuting in. For example, we have kids three to five years old from Aurora Preschool. We have an Aboriginal dance company called Brothers in Arms. We have drummers from Cranbourne. We have Sikhs from India. We have two schools who are doing a piece about... Uh, Kurt's father from St. Matthew's Primary School and Sepphidalias. We have a number of students from ACU. So let's say we have 10 principal characters, but on their journeys through the show, we have a number of other ensembles join us. Why? Because we want to be this as inclusive as possible, and we do want to make the point, although what happened happened to the Jewish community and was recognized by William Cooper, Mm. human rights abuses are not the domain of any one minority um and what we're trying to say is that we should all together get connected that's what social inclusion is about and we're you know everyone is kind of in their own way telling their story the other thing which i must say uh the set has been made up by 180 undergraduate students from australian catholic university who as part of their coursework had to do installations about Kristallnacht, which meant a visit to the Holocaust Museum, Mm. uh, and with yours truly talking to them about how to develop what they saw and understood into an audiovisual presentation. Wow. So it's a very large project because there's rehearsals going on at ACU, there's rehearsal going on with the drummers, (laughs) there's rehearsal going on with the schools. The only day that all the disparate components come together is on Sunday the 18th of November (laughs) itself. Oh, and that couldn't possibly go wrong. (laughs) 
Chaos Incorporated, I hear you say. I love it. I know, it's fantastic. It's just the spirit of community theatre, and that's really helpful uh, in so many ways. But look, I hope we see this again. You've got two performances. If people can get to Melbourne on the 18th of November uh, in Fitzroy at the Australian Catholic University, the Cathedral Hall there, 3pm and 6pm. Um, and that's that's where they can see it. Will you be able to take this show elsewhere later? Now, it's funny you should say that. Uh, given that ACU <laughs> has campus in Rome, and we were going to actually stream this into Berlin, but we had a limitation of time. It's yeah. funny you mention that. It's almost like we've rehearsed it, and I'll ask you to say that question. However, at 11 o'clock Melbourne time in the evening, p.m., which is midday in London, I have organised a co-curator, and we're doing a twins event. Oh. And the event in London is happening at St. Lawrence Jewry, which is the Lord Mayor's Church in the Guildhall in the City of London. Yeah. It's an incredible venue. And at midday there, a similar event is happening, and we are streaming 20 minutes of our show. So once we've done the two shows, we're keeping about 40 of our ensemble back. We're keeping our, our Aboriginal dance company, our didgeridoo player, our videos, and all of our voices, our singers, and we're streaming live into London's show 20 minutes from our show. So um, it certainly has international legs, and we certainly trust to remount it again and hopefully bring certainly Berlin and Rome on board. I love the sound of it. Fantastic. I don't know where you get your energy from, but I'm, I'm glad you do. Find it wherever you find I am it. looking forward to November the 19th. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for speaking with us and thank you for doing this. I just, what a great piece of cultural, um, what a great cultural artifact you've created. Thank you so much. A for, great pleasure. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay. Warren Wills, the artistic and musical director of Night of the Broken Glass. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.